0: Yes we're back with another rider, another episode. Today we have Alex in the house, I shall let him pronounce his surname when he's going to come on, and he's a DJ, and believe it not, he's got a big vinyl case, which I was surprised, so I said to him, I did not know people still do vinyl, he said everybody seems to say that, but I'm sure he's good at what he does, so nice to have you here today Alex.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so how long have you been a DJ?
1: Becoming up to 16 years now.
0: 16
1: years, some Yeah, on and off. There was a period in my 20s where I didn't do it, but
0: yeah. Why was that? Why, why did you have a break?
1: I was, I was playing more in bands and things, actually. Was, oh, so you know, you're a musician doing this, as yeah, well? Yeah, a bit of music, yeah. So
0: DJ slash musician from Leeds. Yeah. Did you go to uni?
1: I did go to uni, yeah. What did
0: you study yeah, there? I
1: studied English literature. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, Is that is that to complement your, your love for music and the creative? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So you, you, was you writing songs? What instruments were you playing?
1: I was guitar and synthesizer and a bit of singing.
0: Okay.
1: I still do a bit of music, I still do a bit of producing. I've got a little shared studio up in Tottenham with okay. some friends.
0: So how long you yeah. lived down here?
1: I've lived down here, this time around, I came down here when I was 18 for two years, but this time around since 2014, so yeah, yeah about over 10 years.
0: So was it, you came down when you were 18, you got taken up in the speed and the life of London and then you realized you had to go back and recalibrate. And exactly, <laughs> exactly. How did you get? <laughs> it's a cliche story yeah. of people from outside London. Same old, same old story, those, I got very excited. That, yeah, Just different yeah. people. Everybody's got their story slightly different. There's little tricks and turns. Some people, you know, they get really on the wrong side of life, but such is life. So how was it when you first came down to London, when you were 18 all those years ago?
1: Yeah, it was good. I was studying down here. But to be honest, the first year I, I didn't do a great deal of studying. I just about scraped through and passed. So I had a friend from South London who was a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. And then he knew lots of other musicians and producers and rappers and stuff. So yeah, I was hanging out a lot in Brixton and New Cross, doing gigs, learning to DJ, having little parties, messing around, music stuff. Oh,
0: so when you uh, came down here, you were a musician? yeah and you decided to study, and then when you, the time you spent down here, you learned to be a DJ?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember it was the, I'd offered my friend who was a DJ, who DJed in Brixton at a venue called Jam, which is still there, it's still about. He was a DJ and he ran nights there, and I had some records, and I said, oh, I'll, uh, I'll pay you if you teach me a bit how to DJ, and he said, don't worry, just come down and buy me some Guinness before the doors open, and we're fine from there so I came training. down before the doors opened for the club about an hour before and I was practicing and then the doors opened to the club and I was like Len who's taking over and he's like oh just keep going and the <laughs> DJ was <who's laughs> supposed to turn up never arrived so I ended up doing like the first couple of hours of uh, the, the doors open and got paid as well how did so you feel
0: was... when you were you really sweating bucket
1: yeah of course yeah I was, was yeah, like, oh, hands, hands quite shaky moving the needle over yeah <laughs>
0: yeah so you needed that Guinness then yeah
1: definitely (laughs) definitely
0: that's a good question DJs must be offered a lot of alcohol because when they're DJing but is that wise to do considering you're you know you're meant to be focused especially with the vinyl
1: it it depends yeah I mean I think a couple of drinks can help loosen you up if it, it depends how long you're DJing for sometimes I do some sets that are like five hours five hours long really just standing yeah.
0: on his feet going, yeah you yeah. must really love music
1: yeah I like it yeah but yeah I think it's you've, you've got to stay hydrated and that kind of thing and you've got to stay focused so there's a fine there's a fine balance but yeah I like a, a couple of drinks is, is quite good I think
0: have you seen that Netflix documentary on Cole Cox
1: I have seen that yeah what did yeah, you think of it? yeah it's very good yeah he's, he's amazing he's yeah, a, phenomenal he's a national I didn't even know trailer. he
0: existed until that documentary i thought he's his, he's his brother on this music said, let me watch it and i really got taken with the thing i was like rooting for him
1: he's <laughs> it's really like great. i missed the
0: whole era because he's young i'm older than, i'm younger than him but i'm not that that younger so i should have it's like where were you how could i didn't know about this I was like i missed out
1: i've never seen him actually i'd like to
0: You've been a DJ, you're, you was in London, and then what made you decide to leave? What was the catalyst that made you... No, sorry, you was in the bar. You was in yeah. the bar, you are practicing, playing, mm-hmm. you sweated, you got paid. Mm-hmm. And you thought, well, if they can pay me, other people can pay me. Yeah. <laughs> Where did it go from there? Did you become a resident DJ?
1: I had a few little residencies, but they didn't pay that much. And then I realized I was studying the wrong course. I was doing a, a French university course, French and English. And it got very difficult it got to the second year and they were giving me like a novel a week from the 19th century in french and i had not managed to keep up so i stopped my university and i deferred my place and then i kind of found it difficult to get work in london or so i went back back up north back home and then i found some work there and then i moved to manchester for six years and was hanging out with another musician friend who I'd met down in London.
0: Just to jump in there, uh, when you went back to uh, Leeds, how did you go back? Did you Were you kind of gutted, You had, or was it just like, oh, this has happened?
1: Yeah, I was. I was really sad because I'd left a lot of friends behind. And I'd try and come back with the money that I had from working, doing painting and decorating. I'd come back on the train to visit my friends a little bit. But then I started going to Manchester as well and hanging out with a different group of people. And it was. It, there became a point where I was like, oh, should I move to try and move back to London or move to Manchester with this new group of friends and I picked Manchester in the end. And,
0: and why was yeah. Manchester ruled over London?
1: I think it was because of the people. The, Man- the Manx are a really, really good bunch. I fell in with a, g- a good bunch. Yeah, really friendly, really friendly and welcoming.
0: But you still ended up back down in London?
1: I still ended up back down in London, yeah. So
0: how's that all come together then?
1: Well at the time I did manage to finish my degree, an English one up in Manchester and there Manchester met. And then um, my partner at the time was from London. She was from Tooting and got a job back down here. And then I found a master's degree back down here. So I, I'd kind of wanted to move back to London for a while. And as much as I love Manchester, I did find that I'd kind of outgrown it a little bit. Particularly at the time, there was like a lot of the same old, it's quite, it feels like quite a small city once you've been there a while. I found personally. So I was ready for round
0: well, two. The population size two. is very small
1: the wider greater manchester is big but the actual the actual center is
0: no i'm talking about population population, population is small compared yeah to oh compared to london yeah, yeah so Excuse i can me. see why mm. you may say that yeah, yeah in that respect but you moved back to london mm-hmm. and it was all go from there
1: well it was a difficult few years i was working in kitchens and doing bits of building work and decorating And then I managed to get a job at a venue and I uh, did a master's course and I was doing little bits of music here and where I could, playing in a band still and things up until about. What was
0: the band called that you played in? The
1: band was called Shaking Chains.
0: Shaking Chains.
1: Mm. Is
0: it on YouTube?
1: Yeah, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify.
0: How how do you spell that?
1: Shaking, like shaking your arms. Just spell it, my friend. C-H-A-K-I-N-G. C. Oh, sorry, S H A K I N G C H A I N S. Shaking chains.
0: Okay, okay, that's good. Mm. So check that out, people who are listening right now. So when you was in Manchester, were you playing instruments or just working?
1: Yeah, I was, I was working and playing instruments. So you've always played so instruments. I had a couple of bands. No, I started quite late. I started when I was about seventeen. Okay. Was yeah. you,
0: were any of your parents creative?
1: Yeah, my mum's a a scenic artist. She does theatre sets and, yeah, sets for dramas and things.
0: Okay. So I'm always curious to see when people are creative, what was one of their parents doing?
1: Yeah. I mean, they both love music a lot, but they they weren't musicians. Okay. My granddad was a musician. He was a singer. My great granddad.
0: So rolling forward to where we are today. Yes. Why vinyl?
1: Aha there's something about the having a record as a physical artifact i think certain songs they have a power it's like as a dj you summon them like a spell and there's something about that ritual of Mm. the record the sleeve the artwork on it is a really useful memory trigger for what the music is like Mm -hmm. when you're looking through selecting and then it, it sounds better as well I mean I do play some digital files too and I like having high quality files but there's something about the, the sound of the record is is really really nice but they are expensive so that's the therein lies the, so the balance
0: all, all music that comes out today can you still buy in vinyl form or is it just the older things that you purchase in vinyl
1: Yes I think a lot of new releases come out in vinyl across genres often in quite limited runs and sometimes it can take a little while for the records to come out after the digital release particularly at the moment there's quite a backlog but a lot of the major labels have started doing records the biggest seller i think of records in the country is actually urban outfitters and you can buy records in the big tescos and things so a lot of the um, Tesco. yeah the new pop artists dells the harry styles okay. yeah the biggest stars they press a lot of records still
0: Right, well, you said you're 35. Yeah. Do you reckon as the older generation gets old and die off, that vinyl will die off?
1: That's an interesting question. I mean, I think the... Certainly, I think for people who are in their late 20s and and they're, they're all a bit older than that, they're, they're more millennials yeah. and slightly older, there seems to be a bit of a buzz with the vinyl revival. But for the generations younger than that, I'm, I'm not sure it's if it's quite... Got the same appeal or caught on in the same way, particularly at the moment with you know the cost of living mm-hmm. crisis and things. The records are expensive, often like twenty pound each or more.
0: So, so how long did it take you to learn to play the guitar?
1: It took me in the first instance. I remember we had a school concert and I'd managed to learn enough to play in about four months, like a few basic bits. But in order to play to a reasonable standard, I'd say probably a couple of years and then to a good standard, I'd say probably maybe four years. But the best way I found of learning to play was with playing along with records and playing by ear and then jamming with other people and then training your ear.
0: So did you actually have a mentor when it comes to playing or was it a YouTube job that you learn and just people around you at times, whoever willing?
1: I had a book that was called Guitar Playing for Dummies When I was 17 I had a few guitar lessons, I think probably about 10 or so, it wasn't that many, Mm -hmm. with a friend of my mum's, but I've I've mainly been self-taught.
0: If you could play with anybody, who would you play with,
1: guitar-wise that is? Probably probably a really good jazz musician, someone like Pharaoh Sanders, who died last year, or who else? Chuck Berry I've always liked a lot. Yeah, okay. The fifties rock and roller. Yeah, I know. yeah. Sure. he'd be fun to play guitar with.
0: What does the future hold for you?
1: I mean, f- for me, I don't uh, living from my own music or my own DJ things that I do. I, it's more something that I c- can do on the side still, and I like to keep doing it. But I do have a job in the music world. I work for uh, Southbank Centre in London. Okay. Uh, Organising the concerts and their shows and things. But...
0: Yeah, I used to be a member there. Ah, uh, no and way. You're sit upstairs. That
1: yellow
0: thing, yeah, it's it's a great place to network.
1: Yeah, it's It's a great building,
0: really great place to network. It is. I actually thought I should just renew my membership and go there at times to sit out, but I think it's been quite hectic. But summertime, it's it's a great place to meet the other half as well. Oh, for sure, yeah,
1: yeah. Actually, met my girlfriend there, see, yeah,
0: exactly. It's um, because everybody's of a like minded. Mm -hmm. you know they're all trying to better themselves and they're usually all creative Mm -hmm. in some way or shape or form and they've got a good view as well see what's Mm -hmm. going on and things like that but what have you learned about music industry and the dj industry that you wish you knew when you had started
1: i think probably that it's good to have focus I think I've been quite drawn to a few different sounds and a few different things mm-hmm. and actually if you can establish your focus in your area and your sound and pursue that, then that's, that's quite a good, a good tactical thing to mm-hmm. do really, if you're looking for careers. And then also t- I think to be confident about releasing stuff. So with the band Shaking Chains that I mentioned, we must have written about a hundred odd songs and we've released an album and a couple of singles but we were very very cautious about releasing stuff and nothing was ever quite right and we spent ages waiting to put out our Mm -hmm. debut single going through different songs and not being quite happy with it so I'd say the best advice is put your music out there.
0: It's just like podcasting I, I hear what you're saying because I'm very lazy podcaster and when I mean that I will get in the mood and just pump out material but it's not polished mm. but what I also notice even though I pump out by well, and maybe it's a spelling mistakes in the subtitles and things like that is if people like it they overlook certain things and the thing yeah. I get from that is that the content itself is good so mm-hmm. if you did polish it up, it's just a finishing touch. It's like putting the cherry on the cake with the icing and the marzipan. But if you don't have the cherry and the marzipan, people still respect the content. Yeah, absolutely. So you know you're on the right thing. That's not a bad allergy. I might use that <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to your 16-year-old self before you? You know, you're coming down to London. You're whatever. What would you say? You uh, say don't do it. Go to Manchester first.
1: I'd say, be careful. Be careful who you trust, and focus on what you need. On what's keeping you in, in your position, in your place, and the essentials. Don't get too distracted. So, what yeah.
0: was your place?
1: Well, my place at the time was it was studying as a student. That's how I had access to the city. That's how a lot of people, I suppose, get access to live in cities like London if they're not from here, from all around the world. So I think, yeah, not paying enough attention to that. I did pass my first year. It took me a few years to recover from that, really.
0: (laughs) It was that hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. What uni did you go to down here?
1: It was King's College, London, and then I came back for my master's at UCL.
0: Okay. To a young person who wants to pursue the career of DJ or being in a band as a guitarist. Yes. What would be your advice to them? How should they do any of the degrees? You studied a lot, do they need a master's?
1: I mean, my, my degrees were in books, so in literature, and that was something that I wanted to go into, I think, until I got about halfway through my master's and then I realized it wasn't for me. But do you I,
0: think that was, sorry to jump in there. Yeah. Do you think, because I always ask people about the course that they did and how relevant it is to mm-hmm. what they are in now, mm-hmm. assuming that is in their industry. And literature I would argue goes with being a musician yeah because you have to even if you're not a singer you have to think of how can this unless it's an instrumental how does this work with words and things like that it says rhythms to dialects and etc etc so a lot of the time university courses are behind mm-hmm they need to update they need to revamp you know because society's changing and they always waiting for things to be approved that's why I asked you that question do you think it's just related to the degree, the course you do?
1: I think they can complement each other certainly I think you can definitely take if you're creative you can definitely take a lot of inspiration and learning from looking at other disciplines whether that's literature with music or film with being a visual artist or, or so forth I think that's good but I also think if you're a creative person it's really good to have at least one side hustle or you know don't give up the day job they say and also make sure that that's something that you find rewarding Mm -hmm. because these the creative pursuits they you know they call many but they choose few but at the same time I think if you look to a lot of artists and musicians for most people it's not the case that they ever make it as such but rather they choose to continue pursuing their practice and they make sacrifices in order to do so. And that's just as valid as you know, the, the people that you might be reading about in the newspapers or hearing about on the radio or the people mm-hmm. who get the big press.
0: Well, we're coming to the end of the interview. What does the future hold for you?
1: Well, the immediate future, I am DJing as my alter ego, Alexanderos a uh, festival in Wales.
0: So you, is that your DJ name on IG?
1: It's at Alex Kri Kri, Kri, Kri Alex Kri Kri, and there's there's lots of uh, fun content there related to this DJ alter ego I have called Alexanderos, who is supposed to be my cousin, who is all about Eros as life force and expressing that through music, and he's a lot more Greek and a lot more erotic than I am. He wears big kaftans and big hair and. That specializes in you know disco music for sunsets and so forth okay. so that's a good laugh.
0: You go to IB for this year?
1: No I've never been I've never been. Really? Yeah I've never been. I'd love to go I'd love to go to Cle uh, Cafe Del Mar and so how forth. Can you? Maybe <laughs> next year.
0: I'm sorry I didn't mean I, and my facial expression, you saw my facial expression How can you be a DJ and not gone to the heart of the DJ world?
1: Well, I hear it's quite expensive and it's not what it used to be, but no, I...
0: You're right, well, I went 20 odd years ago, mm. as soon as I left uni, and that, so that was 2003.
1: Mm-hmm. When
0: I had gone, people were telling me how they were there 15, 20 years ago, and you know, but now I hear, but when I was there, it's just dance, house, trance. Mm-hmm. It's basically all the drug music, mm. do you see what I mean? Now you've got this kind of indie, and you've got rap, and you've got all these other things, so I wouldn't have been interested to go, but a lot a of the major mix. clubs aren't there no more. Yeah. They're like the Manumission, I think there's Manumission, they change the name, Space, mm-hmm. they change the name. It's like, but well, I think you need to go, my friend. We're maybe, heading in the direction maybe of next the airport. You. <laughs> 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 you have a diversion.
1: No, we've got our own little Balearic equivalent in the welsh mountains this weekend a festival called basket of light that's really nice is that's that
0: when they burn the, the straw man or something
1: <laughs> the wicker man's yeah. kind of thing no it's not quite like that there's festival. definitely a hippie element which it's is good
0: festival of light
1: yeah you've always got to have a hippie element at any good festival i think as well yeah, they know well, what they're doing with these things they're
0: hippies of love yeah. and yeah. all the weed and all the drugs and all the rest of it okay well thanks a lot for that
1: Thank you for having me on your podcast.
0: Anytime. Remind people where can they find you and what platforms and where?
1: Uh, Instagram, Alex, Kri Kri Alex, and then KRI, KRI is the best one. And then in there I've got lots of links to SoundCloud and so forth.
0: Well, thanks a lot for that, and we wish you well.
1: Thank you kindly. I wish you very well too, sir.
0: We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channels. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.